Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood. You know, the real conversations. Tips and tricks. Products we love. And brands we can't live without. Let's get into it. So welcome to Friday's episode of the podcast, a really wonderful Q&A for you guys today, all around careers, having the career that you want, um, maybe potentially moving out of a career that doesn't fulfill you. Um, We're going to be talking about absolutely everything today. And we've got a total expert in her field joining us on the podcast for the second time, the absolutely wonderful leadership coach. It's Emma Kangas. Emma, welcome. Hi, Zoe. It's lovely to speak with you again. Thank you very much for having me back on the podcast. Well, it's such a treat for me because Georgia got you solo and now I've got you solo, which is brilliant. (laughs) You know, careers and parenting is kind of a hot topic. It has been for a while. And, you know, your area is really kind of coaching people to kind of get the jobs that they want, right? And Mm. and to have the careers that they really deserve. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, And I think that, you know, there's, there's, there's always um, a sort of a lack of confidence um, with people, that's something that's sort of really common when either they they might want to change careers, they might want to um, take a different um, role within the company that they're in, they may want to be creating their own business. And I think especially for women, it also is the case for men as well, but especially for women um, and women with families at home um, trying to juggle children, a career, you know, confidence, lack of identity, um, time, yep. you know, people sort of think, how on earth am I going to gonna do both? Um, and it is, it's very, very possible to do both. Okay. This is amazing. And it's really struck a chord with lots of people today because we've had loads and loads of questions in. So I'm just going to crack on with them. Uh, I'm going to keep this one anonymous. I would love a career change, but I feel very frightened. How do I know it will work? Um, so one thing that I always um, start with um, in this sort of situation is people's strengths. So quite often when we think about a career change, I mean, we could be faced with so many different options depending on the situation that you're in. Um, and quite often if we go straight to what our strengths are, usually when we're using our strengths, we're enjoying what we're doing. Um, And we are good at it. So I would recommend having a think about, okay, what what are my strengths? What what are my strengths? Um, What am I, what do I think I'm good at? And if you're the sort of person that feels sort of slightly uncomfortable thinking about, oh, I don't know what my strengths are. um, Ask somebody, ask somebody that you used to work with, ask family, ask friends, 
they will give you a long list of your strengths and start there because what I see from the majority of my clients when they're using their strengths, they're really enjoying what they're doing. Yep. Okay. So it's all about, you know, finding out what you love, basically finding out what you love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, you know, depending on um, the options that, that you've got, if you are in a situation where say, for example, you know, I might have a client who's taken some time out of work, um, had, had their children and then decided that actually they want to, they sort of want to get back in, get back into the workplace. Um, some of them sort of say, you know, I'm just a bit lost, really. I don't really know what I'm good at anymore. The great news is, is that what you were good at, you will still be good at. You might be a bit rusty um, and you might need to sort of, you know, um, it might be do some courses, for example, just to get up to speed um, with, with various things. But ultimately, you're still good at those things. Um, and there'll be lots of other things that you could get better at. So it's just really not, you know, don't, by all means, you know, don't start thinking to yourself, oh, well, I, I was good at it, but how do I know that I'm good at it now? Mm-hmm. You will still be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, sort of thinking about thinking about those things as well. And also, you know, when you become a parent, you become so much more qualified. In we talk about this a lot on the podcast, but, you know, all the sort of... Um, um, juggling skills like the multitasking, being able to cope under pressure and stress, you know, all of those things you think, oh, well, they're just, you know, pet parenting specific. But actually, I just, I, my, my opinion, once you have a child, you just learn how to cope with things on a completely different level. Yeah, absolutely. And what I find is the biggest thing is that you tend to be a lot more efficient. So, whereas maybe before children, you'd get into work and you would know that you would have the whole day, maybe till five, six o'clock to get certain projects and work done. And you kind of work around that. You also know that you could probably go home and if necessary, log on and do a little bit more work. But the moment that you've got, you know, responsibilities um, with children, um, you might, for example, finish at three o'clock to do the school run. So you know that you've only really got between nine and three to get your work done and the possibility of logging on later in the evening, you know, who knows if that can happen because there are many distractions. Kids might be up, they might not go to bed on time. So ultimately you have to sometimes work um, your work into a much shorter day and therefore you you become a lot more efficient with your time. And as you say, you know, we learn so many new skills being parents and it's about thinking, okay, well, how can I take those skills? What yeah. knowledge can I impart on other people that would be really helpful in the workplace? Yeah. So it's certainly, you know, I, I get a lot of clients who feel quite scared about going back to work. And the idea of multitasking even more seems quite scary. But it doesn't have to be because what you will find is you will become more efficient with your time. Love that. Right, Emma, top tips on navigating the first few months in a new job and new company after mat leave. Okay, so I would suggest revisiting the whole onboarding idea when you're returning after mat leave. So what I mean by that is um, work that I tend to do with people includes a sort of a a two, three months onboarding process. Um, So when they return to work, and this actually applies whether or not you've returned from mat leave or you know, taken some kind of other career break, for example, or even starting a new job and just transferring companies. Um, And the whole idea is to really think about how do you get the best out of those first sort of 90 days? 
Um, and things to think about, for example, are who are the stakeholders that you've really got to try and tap into again, reconnect with, have a coffee with. So what I would suggest is, you know, particularly if you can during the end of your mat leave, make a list of those that you really do need to kind of grab that coffee with, get an update with, who's going to tell you about um, the um, the strategy? Um, has it changed if you're going back into the same company? If you're going into a new company, you've got a lot to learn. You've got a lot to learn about the business growth, business strategy, um, where the business is heading. You've got to, a lot to know about the culture, about the people. There are so many different things. But if you break it down and make a list of, right, okay, what do I need to know about the culture? What interests me about the culture? And who do I think I need to speak to? Now, obviously, if you're entering a new company, you're not necessarily going to know everybody that's there. But even the person that's hired you, have a chat with them and ask. It's all about asking questions. A lot of people feel that even when they go to a brand new company, they should know everything, which is impossible because you're not going to. So if you lean on people, you know, your first port of call is the person that hired you. So have a think about who do you think they could recommend you speaking to to get up to speed on all things culture, all things about what what where what's the direction of the business, where's it heading, what are kind of the pinch points that you need to think about, you know, what ultimately you need to learn a lot more about your role, what are your responsibilities, what are the priorities. Now, your priorities need to not only link in with the business priorities, but also those that you have, because you're going to have a lot of other personal priorities and work needs to fit in there somewhere. So there's there's not just about the work that you need to do at work and about work. It's also the stuff that you need to do personally. And that might be kind of, you know, juggling childcare. It might be figuring out how your day looks. So there's an awful lot to do. But if you break it down and, and sort of Think of it as an onboarding process. How am I, what does success look like after those 90 days? Um, Who do I need to know? What do I need to be doing? And I know that, you know, this all probably sounds really overwhelming and a lot to do, but if you just break it down and you don't do everything quickly, the biggest tip I would say to anybody starting a new role, um, particularly in a new company, is to sit back and listen. Yes. So observe. It obviously helps if you're in the office, which so many businesses now are asking people to go back into the office two to three days a week. It's becoming the norm again. Um, but even if you're on a Zoom call, listen and try and get little bits of information that you can piece together with your jigsaw or your kind of onboarding jigsaw. Um, and take your time. It's not a rush and you're not meant to know everything. So just listen out for bits of information, ask the right questions and get curious. Any question that you have, ask. Don't be afraid to ask because everybody's in that same position at some point. So this next question really struck a chord with me. Full-time, high-profile job, but it's not sustainable as missing Mm -hmm. too much. How do I make it work? That's from Lindsay. And I think why it, it, you know, it, penetrated so much with me is that you know when I'm doing my favorite job in the world which is heart breakfast I know that I miss the mornings with the kids but I know in the back of my mind that I'm going to be back to do the evenings now if I was missing the mornings and the evenings that would crush me Mm. I mean I don't know to to, to what level you know Lindsay is missing you know is it you know she just gets to see the kids at the weekends that would be that would be so hard that would be a really really difficult one to swallow but um any advice on that Emma 
Yeah, um, it is a really hard one. And, you know, I do hear from many women who have that absolute juggle. And the one thing I would say, I come across a lot of women who quit. Um, and it it kind of makes me, it actually makes me really frustrated and upset for them. Um, because more often than not, there is a way that you can make it work. It's just really thinking about how that how that can work and what is it? And maybe it's changing what you do at weekends, for example, where you do have a lot more family time. But the, the one thing I would say is, you know, don't just think, do you know what? I can't do this. I'm just going to leave because the amount of women I come across who do do that and then they feel a huge relief um, initially and they they have all this time um, and it might be, you know, their children are at school um, and so they've got a bit more t- bit more of me time during the day yeah. and then what life admin gets easier um, and they, they feel a sense of calmness. But inevitably what always happens is that that work creep creeps back in and they really feel they're missing out and they miss work because work has become such an integral part of their lives and their identity and that they need it. And it might just not be for financial reasons. It might be that they just want that responsibility of something else and to have a different role other than being mum. Um, and so if there's a way that you can make it work, it is so worthwhile. So sort of how do you how do you make it work? Have a think about your mindset. Um, are you in more of a fixed mindset? Do you keep telling you, you know, yourself the same stories? Oh, I'm, I feel guilty. This isn't great for my kids. Um, this isn't great for my family. And try and think about all the positives of actually you working. What are the positives of you working? And sort of get into more of a growth mindset, more positive mindset, because there are many reasons and, you know, great reasons to be working. Also, have a think about how you spend your weekends. A lot of people I speak to, you know, yes, they are pretty tired from a long, long week at work. But have a think about, well, how can you um, sort of really think about how you're spending time with your kids? But proper quality time, doing things where you're actually present. Because sometimes you might make bath time, you might make, you know, when they wake up in the morning. But if you're not present, then you're not really there. And so just be mindful of it, say at weekends, being fully, fully present, just switch off everything and just be be there for your children. And mm. just try and find ways that are going to, you know, enable you to go to work, think about identity um, and how, you know, that identity, having a work identity can be really good for you, as well as your your kind of identity as being a mum. Um, and yep, just refocus refocus on what you're paying your attention to we'll be right back after this short break hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Now, where were we? Now, Emma, there has been a lot of questions around asking for flexibility in a new role, as in, you know, a couple of days working um, from home a week or four days instead of five and, and asking your employer for that and even potentially bringing it up in the interview process. So any tips around that? Because that is a tricky one to navigate. Yeah. So um, it is not uncommon now for people to ask for flexible working. A lot of businesses are very open to it. But what I would suggest is don't go with the problem, which can be considered, oh, they're asking for more flexible working. That might be a problem for us. Okay. Go with the solution. So go and go with what you've already figured out, how it might work. So say, for example, um, you might think, okay, well, five days isn't going to work for me or five full days. So what if I did... Um, or say, you know, you were thinking about three days. What if I did four days, nine till three? Think about all the different options and scenarios that could work for you. Because if it's not going to work for you, you're probably not going to take the job. So if you go with, you know, this is what I'm thinking um, that might be possible, and then go with what your scenarios could be. Don't turn up to an interview with, oh, but I'd like to do three days a week, full stop, without any solution at all. Go with the solution. Go with what might work for you. And mm. ultimately, just remember, if it doesn't work for you, you're yep. probably not going to take the job anyway. Yes. So it's worth putting it out there and saying, look, I'd really like to do three days if possible, and then wait for the answer. But make sure mm. you've got a reason why. Don't just ask for it without a reason. Mm. Employers are so much more used to those conversations. I think if you set it out from the beginning and say to them, you know, for X, Y and Z, they're going to be much more, you know, they're in the know. It, it doesn't come as a shock when you're suddenly like, yeah, but hang on a minute, I'm not that happy because actually what I wanted was. Mm. And then you've got yourself into a bit of a pickle. So it's definitely, definitely worthwhile. I mean, I had it recently with Hart where I was working obviously across the weekend on weekend breakfast, Saturday and Sunday, and then working on Made by Mamas and the podcasting and all the other bits of radio that I was, you know, it was just, I was working seven days a week and it was fine when the kids weren't at school, but the kids go to school Monday to Friday and I wasn't seeing them at the weekends. Basically sat my boss down and he was amazing. And I just said, look, it's not going to work for me anymore. I can't do it. I can't do everything. I'm missing out on too much stuff. I have to drop my Saturday mornings. To be fair, it took 18 months to implement, but but they did it for me. They got, mm -hmm. they got me there. And my quality of life is so much better now. And I see the kids so much more often. So definitely don't be frightened especially, you know, if you're in a job that you love or, you know, there is a job that you really want to go for, just be really honest and transparent. That's all they want, really. I think when you, you know, the key word you just used there, Zoe, is honesty. Mm. Because if you accept the job and then you tell them, that's a very awkward, uncomfortable yes. conversation to have. Mm. It's better to be honest up front. They will respect you a lot more for that than if you take the job and then, and then tell them that this is what you want. Because they could ask you, well, why did you take the job? So honesty is key, most definitely. Now, we had loads of questions in around changing careers, starting a new career, transferable skills. So I just wanted to have like a general chat. You know, lots of people saying that their current jobs or their current careers, they're just not working for them any longer. They don't know how to move sideways, or, you know, or change direction. So any advice around that would be great. Yeah, um, I think I would strongly, strongly consider 
what what is it that ideally you want to go to? Um, you have to kind of appreciate and understand that before you can then look at, okay, what skills have I got? What attributes and skills have I got that's going to really lend itself to that particular role? So really understand what it is you want to go, what, what it is that you're looking for. Um, I would um, add to that that make sure that if you are changing, um, that there's a purpose, there's a reason for you doing so. And I would say that it it, it shouldn't be just, you know, I need to earn more money um, or I've moved and maybe I need to change location, okay? Yep. It, you need to really look at the role itself because if unless you've got a purpose and a reason for doing that particular role, you're not going to enjoy it or there's less likelihood that you will enjoy it. So have a look at sort of the, 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 the purpose of doing it. You know, revisit, I mean, people talk a lot about values. Revisit your values, revisit what's important to you. And sort of then I go back to strengths all the time look at what your strengths are, look at what your skills are. It doesn't hurt to also focus on some weaknesses um, because we all have them. We can't just push them under the carpet. But what we can do is we can use some of our strengths um, instead of um, uh, ending up in a situation where we're we're using our weaknesses more. Um, so really, you know, go back to that strengths list, even some like the learned behaviours that you've um you've acquired along the way, some of those learnt behaviours, you know, for example, you may have had to concentrate on, you know, you might be in sales and have to concentrate on being quite competitive. You may not actually enjoy it. So try and rule out the things that, yes, you might be good at, but you might also not enjoy. They've just become things, skills that you've acquired along the way because you've had to. Um, So there's a lot of things for you to think about when thinking about changing. Um, And what I would say above all else is find a mentor Yes. Because if you find a mentor, particularly in an area that you're interested in, everyone's always flattered when they're asked to be a mentor um, and they will give you the time. But find a mentor that can just share some knowledge with you about that particular role, about that particular industry. Such good advice. Such good advice. We've just done obviously exactly the same with Made by Mama's Careers. You know, essentially we're recruiters now with (laughs) limited experience, (laughs) but we know that we've got you know, people that are engaged in the platform and, you know, we, we, we hear from you guys week on week that you're desperate to get, get back into work or change direction. So we feel like we've got that behind us. But in terms of being a recruitment agency, what do we know? So we've got two people that are sitting on our sort of board as, as, as such. One of them has got a really successful recruitment agency in the city and the other one works remotely uh, in Mayfair and, you know, she's an absolute legend. And they both have been incredible at giving us advice, giving us those Zoom calls. You know, if we've, if we've got a WhatsApp, group if we need them at all then we just put something on there and then they you know they come back to us so that is a fantastic piece of advice when you reach out to people and tell them that you're thinking about changing jobs um you know and you need some help that they'll be there won't they yeah absolutely the other thing is have a look at your connections you've already got yes and so i i sort of create sort of three circles there's an inner circle of your kind of your mates your mates and your family Go to those people first. You know they're always going to help. Then you've got like another outer circle. And these will be people, say, for example, on LinkedIn, they might be your first connections. So you probably have worked with them before. You know them pretty well. They may also be friends. And then you've got a third ring, which are kind of another kind of outer ring of connections. And these will be maybe your second or third connections on LinkedIn. Might be a friend of a friend. But really think about who can help you because people love helping. And if you just say, and again, if you are, please, if you are going to send a message on LinkedIn and connecting with somebody, 
write a relevant message. Just say, um, I know so-and-so, they recommended I speak to you. I'm interested in X, would love some time for you to chat. Don't just sort of send a generic you know, connection to somebody that yeah. doesn't really have a purpose to it because people will get many of those. Yeah. And if you want to stand out, you know, by all means, drop a name in, but give a reason and give the value. Think about how someone can give you value and say what that value, what, you know, why they might be valuable um, for you to speak to them. Um, but definitely re- think about those three three rings of connections and just reach out to them because people love that. Yeah, great advice. Um, this is from Danielle. If you take a break uh, from your career to prioritise being a mum, how hard is it to return at the same level? What I would suggest is if you want to return at the same level, you can do so, but a lot of it is about keeping in touch So, for example, if you want to return um, back to the same job that you were in or maybe you want to change jobs within the company, but you want to maintain the level, a lot of it is about connection. Um, Don't um, also if you want to move companies, but you want to go in at a similar level um, again, speak to people, really understand the business and the company and the role that you want don't, you know, there's so many different titles now. Everybody was seen it. You're either head of, director of, you know, senior director. They can all mean such different things within businesses. Um, so, you know, really think about, well, and understand what that role means, but just reach out, reach out to people, but know your stuff. You just read up, speak to people and fully understand the company that you want to go into or the role that you want to go into. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't go back at the same level. Absolutely no reason Emma is completely right. And also, uh, just on a final note, do not be frightened or do not think that you deserve to go and take some time to be with your baby. You have grown that baby. You deserve the time to be, you know, fully present and with them every single second of the day in that incredibly important baby bubble time. And if that's what you choose to do, go and do it. Do not come back and feel that you are not worthy of your role at the same level or that you can achieve it. You have to go back in fighting. In my experience, I had to come back in all guns blazing when I did. And actually, I probably came back way too early. I wish I'd taken more time. Um, but, you know, a, a very competitive industry, it doesn't say that it, it doesn't mean that it can't happen for you guys. But I think, you know, you have to, like Emma said, just set out exactly what you want, do your research and just make sure that, you know what, that, that, that I'm with the baby, I'm having my time. And then, you know, just because I'm going back to work doesn't mean I can't also be a really present mother as well. It's just <laughs> the workload just doubles. Yeah. You just have to pull your big boy pants on yeah. or your big girl pants on. OK, so my work seems meaningless after mat leave. What advice would you give to me? You know, what once you've had a, a baby, you're often in that whole baby world. Um, it's a wonderful place to be. Um, and you're focusing on, you know, what you're doing day to day with that baby. What you probably haven't done for a while is really revisit um, why and what you were feeling passionate about when you were at work. Um, what did you enjoy about your role? What did you enjoy about the company? And what you'll probably find is that you'll start reminiscing and hopefully a lot of these great memories will come back and really have a think about those memories. What what was it about those people I was working with? What was it about the company? What was it about my role? Because they can all, that passion can come back again. And often it does. It's just that point we made earlier about sometimes you can feel a bit scared revisiting work after you've had a baby 
Um, and that also can reduce our confidence. Yeah. We don't feel like, you know, we can work as well as we used to, but you can, you can absolutely work as well as you used to, but have a think about what you were passionate about because what's meaningful. And again, revisit those values, revisit why you want to work again. What's meaningful is often what is what we're passionate about and what we love doing. Mm. So as long as you're focusing on what you love doing, that that meaning will come back. It's just got a bit lost. Yeah, it's such good advice. I, lo- I and also how are you supposed to know what your passions are and what your loves are when your your whole passion and purpose mm. and every single second of the day has been trying to figure out how to be a parent and to mm. look after a tiny human and then suddenly you're like, "Oh no, let's just go back to the person you were." you know, whatever it is, 12 months ago. And you're like, well, I'm not that same person any longer. I think Emma's dead on with like figuring out what your passions and loves are and they might look totally, totally different and that's fine too. Um, But there's nothing worse, I think, than going back into something when you feel like you've got a sign over your head saying, I'm totally different now. Mm. I don't want to do this. (laughs) Yeah. No, and we've also spoken previously, Zoe, about having a work identity. Yeah. So, you know, it's absolutely fine. We often read and we're often told, you know, you have to bring your whole authentic self to work um, and, you know, be the person you are at home at work. What I would say is there's nothing wrong with having a home identity and a work identity. A lot of people that I coach need that work identity. It doesn't mean to say they're not being authentic at all. They're just arriving in a different headspace um and you know probably different clothing for example than what they might you know be be wearing at home they might have to dress a little bit more smarter um they might just feel they might just feel different but that's okay and actually I'd embrace embrace that identity because that that will be where your work passions lie and we'll just finish on this one um demoted after returning for a year part-time in a management role what to do now gosh we hear this so much which is one of the reasons why we set up careers um, we'll find you a great job where you're not demoted, just on a side note. Okay, so if you have um, found yourself in a situation where you've gone back to work and you've been demoted um, following a career break or, or mat leave, for example, I would strongly advise you to get curious. Don't just accept um, the demotion you know, for what it is. Um, it's quite an uncomfortable discussion to have. The business will have its reasons for demoting you. But really think about, have you got the answers that you need? Is there a really good reason as to why this has happened? A really good reason for you? Um, Obviously, you need to think about the business reasons as well. But if you don't feel that you've got the reasons that you need and the answers, then ask, ask the questions. Also, if it is a situation where you're accepting of what they're saying and the answers that the business is giving you and your line manager is giving you, then think about, well, how can you move forward? What are the options for you? Um, what is the business thinking? Where's your growth within the business? Um, and if you find out what that is, how what can you be doing? What can you be doing within your role? And if you want to change the circumstance, what do you need to be doing in order to change it? And that might be something that takes three months, six months, a year. But ask the questions to your line manager, um, because it might be that actually you get given some really good answers and some acceptable answers and also some suggestions on how you can be in your role in the company and how you can also grow and move forward. 
Emma, wow, I feel like we need to do another one of these ASAP because so many questions that we couldn't get through today. Um, So apologies if we didn't get to yours, but thank you so much for imparting so many amazing bits of advice. And, you know, I think you would have helped so many people today. So thank you, Ems. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Thank you so much for for having me back. Exciting times. Um, Again, you know, uh, apologies if we didn't get to your question today, but hopefully we managed to answer it in some capacity. Um, As always, we'd love you to rate, review, subscribe, and please give the podcast a little follow uh, if you do have time to drop us a dm for any future guests or any topics that you'd like us to cover please drop us a message we're at made by mamas and we'll be back together again like kylie and jason on tuesday made by mamas is an insanity podcast production and today's episode was produced by the lovely charlotte mason insanity group hold up What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.